Welcome to the Think Generational Podcast, episode number 42. And I'm your host, Amir Estino. In today's episode, I will be talking about what the topic of the show is how financial illiteracy can change your life. How financial literacy can change your life. Not illiteracy, literacy can change your life. Now, for me, please do me a favor. If you get a chance, please subscribe to the podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Leave a review, rate and review the podcast, too. I don't mind feedback. I actually would love to have feedback to see how I can better the show, how can I come up with good content, and how I can get better myself as a podcaster. So any type of review helps, good or bad, no problem. Also, if you are taking the time to listen to this podcast today, I really do appreciate you taking the time to listen to this because you could be doing anything in the world, but the fact that you're taking the time to listen to this podcast is so appreciative. So again, please rate and review the podcast also, subscribe to the podcast for weekly content, as my goal is to drop a podcast every Wednesday, 5 a.m. Central Standard Time. Okay, now let's get into the episode. Financial literacy, to me, what it means, this was one of the reasons why I created this podcast called Think Generational Wealth. Part of that is being financially educated, being financially literate. Now, financial literacy, when I myself discovered this financial literacy, when I decided to start educating myself about financial literacy, I noticed the changes that was happening in my life. I, for one, looked at when I didn't have the education, the understanding, or even ask questions. Because in school, they don't teach you about financial literacy. Now I'm actually starting to, in my daughter's school, she was in middle school, they were actually starting to do teach them about investing and how their money can grow about compounding interest. So that's a long way from where when I was in school years ago, decades ago, there was no such thing as financial literacy. So you really didn't get it in high school, middle school, elementary school, and you didn't get it in college too. I think one of the things about college was college is good depending on what you go to school for. Now, if you want to be a lawyer, a doctor, engineer, I think you should go to college. But if you want to be an entrepreneur, business owner, I don't think college is the right fit because they don't really teach you how to start and own your own business. They just teach you how to become an employee. That's one thing I kept hearing told to me throughout most of college was when you go get a job, when you go get a job. So that may not align with what you want out of life. 
So that's why I don't suggest college. But that's the choice that if you're someone who's just graduating high school, deciding to go off to college, listening to this podcast, that's actually probably going to be one of the important decisions you make in your life. Because when you go to college, you then have to understand if you don't go to college on a full ride, scholarships, grants and all, more than likely you're going to have to take out student loans, which then you have to understand being in college, you just want to go in and get out. College is not the place to really go there and take the time and play around. But before I went off on that tangent, the importance of financial literacy was never taught. So this is something that I had to learn. I had to experience myself. Now, I'm going to give 12 reasons, 12 reasons why financial literacy is important. Now, for you, you have to describe what financial literacy means to you, okay? Because there's all sorts of definition of financial literacy, right? But for the most part, being financially literate, financial literate, I will is I will give you a, a definition from Experian.com, one of the credit bureaus that is used here in, in the United States. And the definition they have is financial literacy is the, con the confident understanding of concepts including saving, investing, and debt that leads to an overall sense of financial well-being and self-trust. It starts by building a basic knowledge of money matters. And while Americans could certainly improve on this score, they've made gains in recent years. Respondents answer an average of just 52% of, of personal finance questions correctly on a 2020 TIAA Institute Global Financial Literacy Excellence. What does it mean to be financially literate? The goal of financial literacy is to establish a feeling of control over your finances while also using money as a tool to freely make the choices that build greater life satisfaction. So that's what financial literacy should mean to, to me, to you. Now the 12, I'm going to give 12. Why? how financial literacy can change your life. First of all, it equips you with the knowledge and skills. Well, you have to have the knowledge and you gotta have the skill sets to be, to understand financial literacy. So you won't be able to, you're not gonna be financially literate or financially literate if you don't have the knowledge and the skills. Because if you definitely don't have the knowledge, what you end up doing just like what it said in experience is you will not understand how money works. You will be in debt. And depending if you have a business or even personal, you can end up declaring bankruptcy. So understand, number one, it equips you with the knowledge and skills. Number two, make better informed decisions. This one right here is Point number two is important because sometimes for us, 
what happens is, is that we don't make decisions. Sometimes we make decisions on how, what's good for us as far as an instinct. So for example, you can go to Nike outlet store or Nike store and you see these Nikes that you really wanted. Jay-Z, or I think it was Oprah said, when you want to purchase something, wait 24 hours. And then if you still want after 24 hours, you purchase it. Sometimes in that, depending on the situation, you can put that into practice and say, okay, maybe I can come back tomorrow and buy these. But if it's a sell, you may say, okay, well, I may want these now. So you buy it based off of instant. You buy it based off of what you really wanted. But is it what you really needed? Because what if you took that 100? Because tennis shoes, t shoes are not cheap anymore. They're really expensive. What if you could have took that money and invested and doubled your money, 100% gain, and then if you wanted, you could still go buy that shoes if it's still something you want. But we don't do that. Sometimes what we do is let's just go ahead and buy it, put it on a credit card. And the reason I said that, because I used to do that myself when I was in college. I, I bought pairs of shoes and I bought them based off of want, not need. So if I had to turn back the hands of time, I would have made better decisions when it came to being financially literate. Build a solid, point number three, build a solid foundation on creating wealth. Well, you gotta have, so you have the knowledge and you have the skills. Then it's like when you're building wealth, it's like you are taking blocks. It's like you're building a house. So you're putting, you straighten out your foundation. But if your foundation of your house is not right, Obviously, it's going to crack. It's going to fall. Eventually, you won't have a house. That's the same thing when it comes to building, to creating wealth, to having that understanding, building that solid foundation, which comes with when you have the knowledge and the skill set. So you understand how money works. You're making better decisions. You're not buying things you don't really need. You're buying things. You're buying things based off what you really need, not what you want. So you have that foundation. You have the tools. You understand, okay, I may need this, this. I may need that. So you have these skill sets. You put them all together, and then you build a foundation. So how do you do that? Generally, three to six month emergency fund. You create a budget for yourself to track your monthly expenses. If you have a, if you're an employee, a W-2, you can leverage such things as your 401k. Disclaimer, I am not, I'm not a financial advisor, so I'm not telling you what to do with your money. This is just based off, uh, this is just an opinion. This is not, you know, it's not facts. So it's, it could be, depending how, whoever you, whoever you listen to this, take it for what it's worth. So you can leverage your 401k by maximum because generally, your employer will match whatever you put in. There's a certain percentage. You put in 5%, I think it's like the lowest, some even lower than that. They'll match you. So if you put $5,000 in for the year, they'll match you $5,000. So that's another way you can grow some wealth. And you can actually 
take that 401k money, you can borrow against it. So when you do borrow against it, you're actually borrowing from yourself. When you pay yourself back, you pay yourself back with interest. Now, the drawback before 401ks is if you take the money before your retirement age, the retirement age the government sets, you got to pay a penalty uh, and you got to pay early withdrawal. So you got to be careful. You got to be very mindful of when do you do this. Now, you have a budget. You create assets like term and, and permanent insurance. So the difference between the two, term insurance expires after a, a certain amount of time. Permanent insurance can stay with you however long you live. Uh, I'll do an episode on this to explain the two, the difference between the two. Uh, but those are assets you can create for yourself. Have a will and trust to avoid things like probate. So the difference between a will is you have your will, you have your trust. You want to be able to have a will because once you pass away, a will will direct what you want done with your assets. Whether it's if you have a certain painting, you have something to that nature, you can give it to whoever and that must be honored. In trust, you can put things like your business in a trust. Uh, a trust is something that you can pass down from family to family. If you want, if you create that wealth and you, you're financially literate. Uh, I have um, companies like NetLaw, who generally runs that I've, that I've affiliated myself with. NetLaw, who generally, they run promotions uh, month to month, depending on what it is, the month, where you can actually buy a will and a trust. They'll walk you through the process, buy a will and trust. Sometimes you can split that cost with someone, like they do a buy one, get one free. And it's an easy way to get started. Get yourself a will, get yourself, uh, get yourself a trust so you can build that and you can put all your, so you can put any personal items you want into your trust. A trust could be just money. It could be life insurance. It could be a business. You want to put your own properties. You want to create, you can pull all this into a trust. And it's a great way that you can pay, pass down wealth to the next generation. And you can avoid things like probate because you don't want the government to be involved in making decisions with your assets. Number four, I will put a link on with NetLaw. Uh, they may have a special, as this recording, they may have a special going on to buy one, get one. So if you'd like to learn more about NetLaw, you can click the link on the bio and you can, there's a short video. It's a very easy process. Trust me, it's the quickest thing you ever do. And if you want, you and a family member can come together and then you guys can buy it and you guys can split the cost. Live within your means. When we say live within your means, I mean when you're financially literate, you do not go. It sounds like I'm saying illiterate, but I mean it's literate. You don't go and just start splurging and you can't afford things. You have to understand that comes with creating a budget. When you live within your means, maybe instead of eating out every night, maybe eat out once a night or, or you eat out once a week or you eat out twice a month. You don't go buy cars that you cannot afford. You don't go live in homes that you can't pay for. Because we know when it comes to your mortgage, 
what makes your mortgage go up is the taxes and insurance. So maybe then instead of you buying these things that you don't have the capability of you, you where you probably have to go work a part-time job or another full-time job, which takes you away from something, maybe spending time with family. You want to be able to live within your means when you're financially literate. Number five, identify opportunities. Like, for example, if you know that you are barely making it by week to be, maybe decide to start a business, start a side hustle that you're going to, you're going to be able to do on the side that can earn you some extra money, right? You notice that, okay, I don't, every time I get paid, I'm not making it really to the next day. I'm still struggling. Start a business. Join a networking marketing. Network marketing will open your doors to new possibilities. Also, it will get you out of your comfort zone. So if you're comfortable being in the shell, you're going to have to uh, learn to talk to people in network marketing. There's plenty. I know people may say they have all such of um, opinion when it comes to network marketing, but it's a great way to build business. And there is millionaires all in network marketing. So uh, I would not I would be open to the idea, especially if you're trying to increase your earning power so you can be able the more you earn, the more money you can invest, the more money you can save. You can build stuff like your three to six months emergency fund if you don't have one. Also, <clears throat> excuse, me, <clears throat> excuse me. Also, you can be able to do stuff again like saving, investing, and if you have debt, you can pay down debt. Number six, structure how to pay off debt. So if you want to pay off debt, let's say you do have debt, you can understand and structure yourself. Dave Ramsey talks about, there's two methods he talks about, the avalanche and the snow, the snowball, or the snowfall, either or, however you say that. You can look that up. But you can look at, if you have debt, you need to pay debt off because for you to be financially literate, you got to have debt under control. You cannot overextend. That's why we talked about living within your means. Because if you have debt, student loans, mortgage, credit card debt, all this can definitely create a sense of unhealthiness. Believe it or not, people may not realize, but a lot of times statistics show that most people that have strokes, heart attacks, or in bad health is because of stress. And what's, what does debt bring? Stress. So you want to be able to, if you have debt, you come out, you, you face the debt, you look at the debt in the eye, and you face it. I know we at times, we want to be able to not face it and just sweep it under the rug, but we can't do that. If you want to build wealth, you want to create wealth, you want to build generational wealth, you have to be able to get your debt under control.
The less debt you have, better for your health, better for your mental, better for your family if you have one. It changes your life. Number seven, you can learn ways, learn to maximize your income to create more wealth. When you understand your income, so when I talked about this, when I say point number seven, this is a way for you to not just leave your money sitting in a CD or leave your money sitting in a bank and not leveraging that money to grow wealth, to build generational wealth. So when you're financially literate, you understand what to do with money. You don't leave money on the sideline. It's just like if you look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that just won the Super Bowl, they would not leave Tom Brady on the sideline. They're going to take their most valuable asset and they're going to put them in the game and he's going to go and win them a championship, right? That's the same thing you want to think about your money. When you leave your money in a bank, a CD, in a very low saving something that's not going to give you good returns on your money. That's like you're leaving your money on the sideline and it's not working for you. You want your money to work for you, not you work for your money. Okay. Number eight plays a big part of your life. Just like I already stated before, when you are financially literate, you have debt under control You have your savings, three to six months savings, and you're investing your money. It's better. Your health, your life changes. When I learned how credit repair, how to increase my credit score, it changed my life. Now I'm working on building a three to six month emergency fund. Now I started a couple of little businesses couple of businesses I've started to help increase my earning power so I can leverage that money and I can then grow more wealth because that's the object, folks. That's the mission of Think Generational Wealth is to pass down, is to eradicate financial illiteracy, to be financially educated, to build wealth for the next generation. That's the mission, folks. This is the mission of Think Generational Wealth. So when you have that, you create that mission for yourself. And then you say, I am going to be financially literate. I am making this decision to educate myself how money works so I can live a longer and prosperous life which is part of the tagline of Think Generational Wealth, Prosperous. Number nine, your financial independent number. Whatever that is for you to be financially independent. If you need to create more income, if you even at your job, you can build more skill sets, whatever it is. Like for me, for example, I'm in the IT field. I have to learn new skill sets because things change in the IT. But if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. And you're going to find yourself things are passing you by. 
So what you want to do is create your financial independent number. Now, there's a difference between financial independence and financial freedom. That will be the topic of the next show. What is the difference between financial independence versus financial freedom? But once you have that financial independence, you know what that is. Then you can start pursuing to the next phase of your life, which is to be financially free. So you want to be able to know what your financial independent number so you have an idea of where you're going as far as being financially free, okay? Number 10, doors open up for you. Folks, when you have good credit, you create good relationships. And you can create those good relationships with your bank. If you are in real estate, if you have good credit, you can leverage your credit to help you invest by secure more assets. If you have good credit, you are trustworthy. Trust me, folks, if you have good credit, it's more than the color of your skin. It's you. It's you who you are. When you can walk into a car dealer, you trying to buy a house, and let's say you're trying to get more credit funding for your business. If you have good credit, you are trustworthy. Trust me, you're talking from someone who's going through that right now. I'm able to walk into a dealer and look at my credit score and can walk out and get the best rates. It's not to brag, but it's to really just say that I, I knew where I came from. I knew how hard it was for me when my credit wasn't right. And I made it a priority to get my credit right because I wanted to be able to pay less than the average person. When you are financially educated, financially literate, you have those doors open up to you when it comes to funding. And you can be able to grow and leverage and scale when you have good credit, which causes doors to open up for you. Number 11, you can help. You can do that by educating. When you have information, there's a difference between knowledge and wisdom. Knowledge is learning something new every day. Wisdom is letting something go every day. When you have wisdom, you have this. That's why I started my credit repair company, Amirson Financial, because I wanted to, I got to this point where now I have a good credit score. I want to be able to help other folks, whether that looks like me, to be able to have that same education that I had to educate myself. And I don't mind sharing information. Because I want all of us to be able to come together as a community and for us to progress and be able to build generational wealth together. Because those are the things that's stopping us, especially people in our community, that's stopping us because we are not financially literate. So what we do 
is when we have people that has that information, sometimes we don't take that information and share it. And if we do want to share that information, sometimes we want to charge people left and right. I mean, it's good to, it's good, but at times you got to know when to give free value. You know, you, you want to be able to give free value away because you want people to be able, now they want to further utilize your services, that's totally different. But you want to be able to share that information. Help your other brothers and sisters out there that doesn't have, that doesn't understand how money works. Become a teacher, become an educator. And then if you make money along the way, that's a great thing. But because you're adding value to the marketplace, the marketplace rewards you. Number 12, secure your retirement. I don't know how many times I have to see. Sometimes it's when you have your retirement, when it's time for you to retire. I used to think retirement was a certain age, but in actuality, it's not. Retirement is to is subjective to the person who you're talking to. Because someone may believe retirement for them is 45. They say, oh my gosh, you're 45, you're retired? Yes. But because they financially educated themselves, they're financially literate, it has changed the trajectory of their life. When they made that decision to become financially literate, and to not have to be in their 70s still working, most people can't fathom that. But it happens, folks. It happens. And it's something that you can do. You can secure your retirement so you can retire at an early age when you're financially independent, when you're financially educated, then you can start gearing yourself towards financial freedom. I hope these 12 steps that I shared with you today, folks, family, that you guys can understand the mission here. And the mission is to eradicate financial literacy through financial education to build wealth for them so we can build wealth and pass down wealth for the next generation, okay? Now, if you listen to this episode all the way through, I have a gift. The first person that does this, I will myself, we will set it up, but the first person that can name the 12, 12 um, reasons, things that, uh, why, uh, why financially, e-literacy can change your life. The 12 points that I made, they will receive a $50, whether it's Cash App or whether it's whether it's Cash App, PayPal, however you want to set this payment up, uh, I can send you a $50 and you just have to send me the 12 points that I made today and you can reach me at ask also too you have to rate and review and subscribe to the podcast and, re- and then give the 12 points. So however you want to do it, you 
Name me the 12 points that I name in this episode today. I will send you a $50, where it's Bitcoin, however. I will send this to you. And the way you want to contact me is amir.estimo at thinkgenwealth.com. So whoever, and you have to send me a screenshot of you rating and reviewing the podcast. Also, also, you send me a screenshot, rate, review the podcast, and subscribe to the podcast. And then send me those 12 points, and I'll send you the... I plan on doing this every month. So this will be a $50... This, this would be a 50... Apologize, Siri. This is a $50 a month giveaway. I'll be doing this every single month. There's not a timeline I'll be doing it, so you have to listen to the podcast. Uh, it's just going to be... It could be the first podcast, because I... Record every week. So with recording every week, I want to be able to, it could, it could be the first month, it could be the fourth, it could be third. So for you to enter this prize, you whoever sends me the 12 points I made correctly, I will respond back to you and we will set up how you get it. It's the $50 giveaway. giveaway. I know some people say, oh, that's not much. But hey, man, it's fifty dollars, so that's better than nothing. So that's probably zero bit more than what you had two, three minutes ago. Okay, all right. So once that happens, hit me up at amir.estimo at thinkgenwealth.com. I mean, amir.estimo at thinkgenwealth.com. Again, amir.estimo at thinkgenwealth.com. And if you I really do appreciate today you listening to this podcast. You can be doing anything in this world. And the fact that you're listening to this podcast is much appreciative. Okay. All right. And I will announce the winner on the next podcast. Okay. Until then, what should everybody be doing? Doing. Thinking about building generational wealth for the next generation. Okay. Until then. Have a good one.